What's up, podcast listeners? This is Dr. Bailey, uh, bringing episode number 23. This is our 23rd podcast, and been going for just over a year now, so pretty excited. Um, with, you know, all that's going on around in, in society and our, our culture shift, if you will, I wanted to bring to you a little different uh, podcast, and, and this is going to be more of a, a story of hope and persistence and regardless of your circumstances in life I think that we can all persevere you know I think back and uh, where I'm going with this podcast is is kind of a, a self-reflection and and so this is a little bit of a mirror of who I am and, and kind of where I've come from and, and just my background because a, a lot of a lot of people kind of you know ask a lot of questions and and, and they wonder what I've been through and you know how did you get here so let's let's talk about that. So when I was born in the late 70s, uh, my folks were not really anticipating my arrival. And so I was a bit of a surprise. And um, that kind of forced them to move out of Detroit into the suburbs. And so they settled down and to uh, Mount Clemens. And uh, in Michigan, you know, the, the culture was strong with the automotive industry. And it was pretty much uh, you were very much industrial or in, you know, other aspects of, you know, jobs and stuff. And healthcare was definitely one of the more popular options. Um, but when I was born, it was, like I said, a surprise to my parents. And so I think that kind of caused them to react a little bit differently than if, you know, I was intentional uh, as in they were planned. But, you know, I think back and, and everything happens for a reason. So as I went through childhood, it was a little bit different than than most people expect. They have what I would consider normal parents and normal relationships with their their grandparents and stuff like that. But um, you know, my grandparents were from the old country, and uh, like a, a lot of my friends, um, we were second generation, third generation in in U.S. as citizens, and um, my grandparents were from. Ukraine and Poland, and and so that's something I've I've mentioned in previous podcasts. But to kind of go in that direction, you know, the the work ethic was was very strong, and and so when I was a kid, there was always a lot of expectations, and and, and you know, you you had to do a lot of things that were uh, to keep the household going and and stuff like that, chores and and, and things of that nature. But you know, when I got to be around certain, you know, grandparents, they, they kind of um, allowed me to explore in a way uh, more of an inquisitive mind and, 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 and kind of leisurely read and, and look at things that um, helped me to problem solve because I've always been the person to look at things and, and wonder why and, and, and wonder how that works and, and things of that nature. So, you know, as a kid, I was very mischievous and, and my parents were always, you know, with their hands full. And in that sense, I was always exploring and looking and doing and touching. And <clears throat> I was a kid at the doctor's office that would, you know, touch all the instruments and look at them and, and try and look in your ear and, and, and all that. So, you know, I was, I was kind of migrated towards health and healing instead of the engineering background, which is where, you know, my family's expectations were and, you know, third generation engineer, uh, 
I would have been, you know, proud to to do and build things. But, you know, I, I saw the human body as a as a potential, and to me, as more of a a challenge in in that sense of, you know, how does that work, and how can I figure that out? And so, as somebody some people might look at a, a truck or a car and the engine and the transmission and how does it all work? I was like, how does the heart work and how does the spine work and how does the, the body so amazing? And, you know, I explored <clears throat> kind of the, the human potential, if you will. You know, I was always fascinated by things that broke records, um, you know, breaking the four minute mile. Roger Bannister, that's amazing. I mean, when that happened, it was obviously before my time, but just to understand that somebody could do that. And then you look at somebody like Usain Bolt, uh, just watch the docuseries on uh, on MJ. You know, the idea that a basketball player could be so amazing and so fit and so in tune, you know, I've always, <clears throat> I've always had idols in my mind, uh, athletes and, and, and people that were just excelling in life. And I've always wanted to do more than the, 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 the expected, the, the mediocre. And, you know, you know, I think back to times when I was talking about this with somebody today on the, on the table that, you know, my teenage years I spent in a nursing home helping with elderly people to try and understand the aging process and, you know, healthcare's needs. And, you know, if we could reverse engineer, like, okay, if, if people are old and, and we're all getting old, but I just mean like they're broken down, like, why are they broken down? What did they do? What could they have done differently? What is something that I can bring back from history that can help people? You know, when, when people in a nursing home would tell me they would wish they'd have taken better care of their health and spent more time doing things and, and, and time with their loved ones, you know, when you're a teenager, that's a very impressionable time. And, and so I think that really resonated with me. You know, I've always, you know, had the inquiry to how does healthcare work and, and, and how does medicine work? And, and so I wanted to explore healthcare. And so, you know, immediately the top tier would be a surgeon. And so I, you know, I thought for a moment, you know, what if I could be like a surgeon, you know, what if, what if there's a way that I could save lives through surgery and, you know, one patient at a time and, and I could schedule heart surgery or back surgery or whatever. I had kind of undecided what type of surgery, but I thought that was the right way, you know, and as I went through life, I feel like a lot of the challenges and, and life experience, they, they mold you and they, and they form you in a way that you have to be really appreciative of it. And when you look back, a lot of things happen for a reason. To be honest, everything happens for a reason. But sometimes we don't see it or know it in the moment or even in the weeks and months to follow. But years later, you can reflect and see why things happen. So back to wanting to be an orthopedic surgeon and that was kind of the idea that I contemplated for my uh, teenage years and things like that. You know, as you start to formulate where you're going in life and, and what is your role, where are you going to end up? Where's your, where's your slot in, in this life that 
you know, we choose a career path, but does it have to be ultimately just, just one and so finite? And when I looked at surgery, it was, I was going to essentially um, be taking care of shoulders or knees or, you know, specific joints in, in just one mannerism for a long time. But to back up and backpedal, my life story of how I got to chiropractic and really changed direction from, from medicine was, you know, my personal experience with, with healthcare. And many of you have been through this, and this is my story. So I was 16, and I was out mountain biking by myself, which normally I do because a lot of people I knew weren't really into it to the nature I was again, back to excellence and in, in peak performance, um, you know, I started to idolize Ned Overend, who was one of the original team riders for uh, team specialized. And he was in his late years. And as a mountain bike racer, that's, you know, not really unheard of, but I mean, you typically don't win races when you're in your forties and fifties. And, and so I looked at him and I was like, this is a really cool sport. And so I got into it and, kind of just all in as I go into things. And uh, so here I am maybe a year or two into my first mountain bike and uh, found some trails at the local nature park. And, you know, I'm a few miles into the trail and, um, you know, I'm doing a pretty solid wheelie for like 15 or 20 feet and just kind of showing off. And, and, and this time it was it was me by myself having fun as as I would reference Einstein. I mean, being on a bike makes you feel like a kid. So I mean, just doing silly, cool things and having fun. And next thing you know, the wheel turns the wrong way, and you flip over the handlebars, and you hit a tree, and your shoulder dislocates, and your life changes in the moment. When you have a perfectly functioning 16-year-old body and you break it. It's never the same. So I had to learn my new normal. I had to learn and find out and figure out what was life going to be like. You know, Adventure Health is, is a blueprint. And today I'm going to give you the blueprint for how I switched from obsessed with being a medical doctor to going into a situation where I love being a chiropractor every single day of my life and I have no regrets. So when the bike flips over, I fall forward, I hit a tree, my shoulder dislocates. At this point, I've lost complete function of my, my left arm. And you know what it was in the moment was the most painful experience I've ever had and I felt so vulnerable. But then within a minute or two, my adrenaline kicked in and I went to fight or flight mode. I grabbed my bike, threw it on my good shoulder, ran or walked and ran, I guess, two miles back to my car. The whole time my shoulder is dislocating further because it's jumping and moving and it's oh so painful. I'm holding my bike so I can't hold and stabilize my shoulder. But the reality was in that moment I was so vulnerable that I had to survive. And so I went got to my car, drove all the way to my house, walked in the door, because as a minor, you can't go to the hospital by yourself, and I didn't have my health insurance card with me, and, and et cetera. 
So my mom looks at me, I walk in the door and she goes, oh my God, let's go to the hospital. My arm is like three inches, four inches longer on the left side. And you can just notice my arm is just not in the socket. So we go to the hospital. We have a very uncomfortable experience because obviously it takes an hour or more to meet with a doctor of any sort, even in a traumatic situation. It was busy. I get it. However, I get in the room and, and the doctor comes in 15, 20 minutes later from, from that. And so looks at it. It's obviously dislocated. So he says, okay, give him morphine. We're going to set it. They come back in. No improvement. I mean, it's it's still painful. He's he's like, I can't set it. This guy needs more morphine. We we do this two or three more times, and you know, I I think I've referenced this before. If you have a red hair, blonde hair tendency, uh, genetically you're more tolerant to pain meds, so you require more. And yeah, long story short, um, by the time he filled me with morphine to set my shoulder, I was seeing snowflakes. And when he set it, it just was the most painful experience I've ever had. It was worse for him to set my shoulder than when it dislocated. I said, okay, he's an orthopedic surgeon. He knows what he's doing. It's what it requires. So then I require six to eight months of, of PT and rehab. I go through rehab. I go through PT three, four days a week for hours on end. You know, my shoulder is somewhat better. The pain relievers are really working. PT, not so much. So I'm leaning in the pain relievers. PT sucks. It's not showing any improvements. It hurts every time I go. You know, I saw some strength improvements. It dislocated maybe now once every two or three days, not instead of every day. But I was getting frustrated. I was in high school. I'm in medical careers, and Katie Carolyn, my medical careers teacher, she looked at me one day, and she goes, this is, this is not you. You're late to class. You're stoned on medications because who knows what they're giving you. She goes, all you do is focus on the negative. You're just not present. You're not the same person you were months ago before this happened. She said, I think you need to go try and, and see somebody else, maybe a chiropractor, and I said, the f is a chiropractor going to do? I had no idea. No clue. The stigma and the culture around chiropractic in my household was this. They're not real doctors. I have no idea what they do, but they're like Charmin. You don't go see them. You go to your medical doctor. He knows what's best. When I was a kid, I was probably the sickest kid in class. Out of school, going to the doctor, waiting in the waiting room, taking medication, antibiotics once or twice every few months, that kid. Flu shot, give me it. Drinking milk at dinner, got it. Check that box. You see, I saw and lived in the medical model, the medicine cabinet lifestyle, as I, as I kind of call it. Oh, you hurt? Go in the medicine cabinet and grab something. We've got a pill for that. But yet there's no pill for my shoulder. There was no pill for my spine that was just brutally assaulted with flipping over a mountain bike at, 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 at a speed greater than my body could accept because it dislocated and tore ligaments. I essentially tore ligaments, my labrum, my rotator cuff. From my understanding of my MRI, there was a lot of tears. When Katie told me to see Craig, I was skeptical. I was nervous. I walk into this guy's office, like literally 
just scared because I had no idea. My shoulder hurt so bad that I thought if he did anything, it would make it worse. Yeah, when I met Dr. Craig, he had a bedside manner that was very light, very caring, very concerned. He seemed like he genuinely wanted to help improve my quality of life and not just reduce my pain. He does an x-ray. He takes a look. He says, my neck is out of alignment. He's got a shoulder assessment that shows me that I have some weak muscles that need to be strengthened because of the misalignment, the subluxation of my shoulder, the subluxations in my neck that were so small that the orthopedist missed it, but the chiropractor, he knew exactly which vertebra need to be adjusted. You see, as chiropractors, what we do, what I proudly do every single day for the last 17 years, is exactly what's about to happen in the rest of this story. I get adjusted, and for the first time, my neck stopped hurting. And for the first time, my shoulder felt stable. And for the first time, I was able to not take a medication for a few extra hours. Those few extra hours turned into days, turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into haven't in 25 years. You see, when I went to the chiropractor, I understood and I asked questions because I'm so inquisitive. How does this body work? How does this nervous system work? How is it that you move a bone and you alleviate symptoms and improve my quality of life? You see, chiropractic is so much to me, so much more than you can see on a billboard or read in a magazine. You see, chiropractic to me is it's my way of life for 25 years. What I do every day, what I get to do every day, not have to, I get to. What I get to do every day is help people like myself through adjusting their spine and their shoulders and their extremities and alleviating the cause of their problem. That's life-changing right there. You know, I thought being an orthopedic surgeon was cool, but seeing so many people every day improve and, and have more fun and enjoy life, you know, that to me is, 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 is worth it. So I go to this chiropractor, you know, I'm a teenager, and at this point I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm literally in awe of this, this healing art form. And I said, you know, what would it take to be a chiropractic doctor? And so Craig and my, uh, my teacher, they, they sent me a direction of going to Life University and, and going to look at the campus, the institute. And when I got there, I'm 17 years old. I'm still in high school. These people took me in and said, hey, listen, if you want to be a chiropractor, you know, why don't you drive down and check it out and see. So I took a good friend of mine and we drove down on spring break. When everyone's going to the beach and going to party, I'm going to hang out at the university that I'm going to spend the next four years in. So I get there and I remember meeting Dr. Sid Williams and the amazing, caring people and staff and, and administration at Life University, they just were so inviting. It was just, to me, it was just, it was the right fit. And so when I got there, we got to walk through the campus and we got to see and, and understand and learn about the philosophy and everything. And it just made sense. I said, you know what? I think this is the destination for me. So if we backpedal a few steps, my grades and my extracurricular uh, scholastics and, and, and resume got me a, a full ride at Michigan State for pre-med. So I literally have a free ride. I've got a free 
education to Michigan State. Very well-known college in, in Michigan. I apply for financial aid at Life University. I apply for application at Life University. I get accepted and I get accepted for loans. So I borrow the money to go to Life University. Why I'm telling you that is because I'm not bought. Nobody owns me. I haven't given up or given out or gotten paid off. So when I go to chiropractic school, I literally drove 750 miles with some of my best friends. They moved me into my apartment. I don't know a single person. I moved to Atlanta and I, I literally start my life over. So while I'm at Life University, I'm finishing up undergrad and, you know, I was accelerated through high school. And, you know, when I got back on track, I got uh, good grades, took some AP classes, took college while I was in high school. So I was about a year ahead when I went into Atlanta and, and Life University, finished my undergrad in just a couple of years. And when I enrolled in, in chiropractic school, I was, I think, 20 years old. So here I am starting chiropractic school at 20 years old and it was tough. I was the youngest kid in my class and everyone looked at me like I was a little kid, like almost a high schooler because I look young. You know, I just remember really focusing everything I had on, on grad school, learning as much as I could and, 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 and truly getting the most out of the experience. And, you know, when I go to reflect on those days and years, you know, grad school was, was really molding and changing, you know, some quarters were easy and some you had 12 classes or 10 classes and you were doing labs and you were having boards and you were doing these things that are really difficult. And where I'm going with this conversation is sometimes life isn't easy and you have to push through it because I knew chiropractic is something I wanted to do. You know, looking at this profession now, not from a monetary standpoint, but a, a self-fulfilling standpoint. I would do it over again 10 times. When I went through grad school, it was probably the most challenging thing ever in my life times four years and then some. When you move away from your entire social and family structure, you have to be self-dependent. You have to learn to think on your own, live on your own, act on your own, support your own. And through grad school, you learn to strengthen yourself through association of other people, organizations, things like that. One of the things that I can say is kind of a, a testimony to my, my, my current position in life and, and success is the people that I surround myself with. It is super important when you go through life to have a good social structure Having people that care about you and, and support you and build you up, I think that's super important. doesn't matter where you're at, life, job, career, relationship, things like that. When I get down here, you know, I start grad school and things start getting tough and you start getting into a situation where, you know, you need somebody to lean on and, and things like that. My, my chiropractor from uh, Michigan, uh, Dr. Craig, he moved down here and opened a practice. So... I had that same quality of care. When times were tough, I got adjusted and I worked out. I tried to eat cleaner because I knew in the stress reality of school and life and the world that the tougher that got, the more I had to combat with 
a healthier lifestyle. You see, what I learned through chiropractic that medicine didn't teach me was when you want to be healthy, you have to do more things that improve your health instead of waiting for your health to decline and then react. So as I go through grad school, I'm at the age where my grandparents are, their health is failing. I'm in uh, second board, third board together, because uh, I had bits and pieces from second to third to, to match. And um, my grandmother's, her, her health is failing. So, so I went to one of my instructors and I said, hey, hey doc, this is what's going on. You know, is there any chance I can take that final another time? And he said, you know, you go home and, and see her one last time. And so, uh, you know, I was able to get out and, and, and go see her and her, her health was failing and she was dying. And, you know, here I am dealing with, you know, a death in the family. And then all of a sudden you have to go back and take tests and boards and stuff like that. I'll be honest with you, that was that was a tough quarter, you know, and, and looking back, the challenges and tribulations, you, you really learn who you can get support from. And one of my, probably my most feared instructors, the the Dr. Gutstein that everyone thought would fail you. Turns out he was he was kind of soft and he understood that human beings need to heal. And so same guy, same instructor, during his midterm, I was feeling ill. Stress was so rampant. We're talking months of stress leading up to a board exam that you have to pass and if you don't then it sets you back and everything so i'm under the weather and so he looks at me and you know it was funny the the guy that would fail you for missing a class looked at me and he said he goes you don't look good you need to go home but first let's adjust you and so he adjusted me and this guy's been adjusting for probably 30, almost 40 years. One of the best adjustments I've ever had. Went and grabbed my book bag. At that point, I literally turned gray, went to the bathroom, immediately vacated, went home, and I slept for, I think it was 22 hours. It was more than 20 hours. It was almost a full day. I woke up and I felt amazing. And so chiropractic helped my shoulder, which was biomechanical. I get adjusted in my 20s by an instructor who's been doing it for a long, long time. And it cleared out my body's toxins and stresses within one single day. My experience in chiropractic as a patient is so transparent, I have to tell you my story. But the cool story is why I'm a chiropractor is because what I see every single day is exactly what I'm telling you plus more. Finishing grad school and getting that last bit of experience, it kind of scared me because the reality was it was going to become, now you're on your own. You don't have somebody to lean on or ask questions, which in reality, I still do. But, you know, as a 23, almost 24-year-old, I had to move schools, go to California for a while because the chiropractic school in Atlanta was shutting down for a temporary period of time. So we were told we need to leave and go to another school. So I had to drive cross country, go 
take more classes, start back over to some degree, and then eventually finish up where I started in Atlanta. The reason I'm telling you that is because there was a transitional point where a lot of my friends jumped out of chiropractic. In that transition, they went and did other professions. And I said, no, man, I think, no, I know this is the career path for me. You see, I'm a chiropractor for 100% of the right reasons, and that's to help my patients because chiropractic has changed and influenced my life myself. What I bring every day to the office, to the table, is, is just that. It's the hope that you can get better, that you can heal, that your body can improve naturally with chiropractic. You know, I've learned principle after principle with chiropractic and healing, but what I know to be true is very simple. If you remove interference to healing, if you remove the stress of the human body, your body always moves and swings in the right direction. It wants to be healthy, but it just doesn't need interference and stress. If you get that, if you understand the things that you do every day make a difference on a small scale, eating better, moving better, thinking better, breathing better, breathing better, breathing better, breathing better, breathing better. Get oxygen into your lungs and to your brain because oxygen is essential to your central nervous system, which controls and coordinates every cell tissue function in the human body. Brought to you by COVID-19. Your body needs chiropractic more now than ever before. The things that I do now, the adjustments now, the exercise now, the thinking positive now is magnified now more than 25 years ago. Why? Because I know the things that I do, I say, I think, I feel, those influence my health now. It's going to improve my overall well-being, my physiology, my psychosocial well-being. These are things that if you don't take care of will bring you down. Chiropractic in my life has brought me more in terms of health than any wealth can ever provide. The fact that I get to take care of people every day, that I get to show up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every third Saturday is a joy and a pleasure that I get to help more people to feel like I do, to feel like their potential has been increased, that their health has been improved, and that, quite frankly, they're going to live a better life. We have more fun. We laugh more. We enjoy life more. You know, advanced chiropractic, the vision I have for my office in the next 10 years is that we can make an impact in the community and that we can make people healthier to the point where they're enjoying their life more. They're able to spend more time with their family. They're able to earn more because they're able to work more consistently without injury that the time with their kids and their family and their loved ones is, is a better quality it's better than any paycheck to me that's what advanced chiropractic is about so i finished grad school and 
I worked as an associate under one of the mentors I had. He taught me well. He taught me how to adjust, how to how to communicate with patients, how to run an office. He taught me the 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 list of things to be successful. Within a year, year and a half, I was running an office. I was helping them to grow and prosper. And then the economy tanked and I was let go. Couldn't buy the office, banks weren't lending, everybody was on a, a stopping point. You couldn't buy a practice when there was no, there was no real estate. It's a shopping mall, we had an amazing practice, the bank said don't do it. A year later, everybody's interest rates crashed, everything crashed. I had to start over. I had to start over and it wasn't easy. Months of disappointment and then that opportunity. The opportunity shows up. I get to go back to work. I get to start a practice over. I hit the ground running. I'm an independent contractor. I'm gonna grow my practice from zero. And that's when that's when you get hungry. Literally, you get hungry. You have to get up and you have to hustle and you have to educate and help people. I was everywhere, I was anywhere that I could be. And every single time I wanted to help more people to get healthy through chiropractic. So it was an easy pitch, it was an easy sale. Hey, what if I could help you live better, live longer, you know, in a sense of uh, better quality of life? Cool. Grew a practice in Atlanta, had a blast. Worked there for years, helped a good friend of mine to, to grow his practice. And then I said, you know what? I really want to get out of Atlanta and I really want to move into my own practice. And then advanced chiropractic showed up. My good friend Josh was moving. He was leaving Noonan to move to, ironically, Michigan, which is where I'm from. We then play chess. He moves there. I move here. And here I am. Ten years ago, I stepped into advanced chiropractic as the owner. And ten years, almost 11 years ago, I didn't know what to expect. See, 10 years ago, I was a different person. 10 years ago, I was wanting to grow a dream that I didn't know I had until I realized what I didn't want. You see, when I first started in advanced chiropractic, I was working with insurance companies and I was working for insurance companies because I was in their network. You see, when you're in their network, you have to be controlled and confined by their ability to dictate what you do. If you walk into the room, we only allow you to do this. If you're going to get compensated, we will only pay for this small amount because that's the only problem that we're willing to pay to fix. We're gonna pay you pennies on the dollar of what the patient is paying in their premiums because we don't respect their health. And I said, no, no, no. At this point, I'm here to work for the patient. And so years into that insurance relationship, I decided to leave. And when I left, what happened was I was able to help the patients. I was able to help those patients in the areas they needed outside of their pain because the problem was coming from somewhere else because the problem was secondary to where they hurt because they needed more than insurance was willing to pay for. You see, that's when our practice really changed because we 
focused on the patient. We became patient focused and helped them instead of dealing with their insurance company as the middleman. You see, what I do every single day is a result of what the patients need, not just what insurance is going to take care of or allow me to do. When I got into chiropractic practice, I didn't know what to expect. And insurance was changing and healthcare was changing and everything was changing. See, what was happening was it was evolving into a, what we call self-pay model where you have large deductibles and you pay for the things that you really want, but the things that are necessary, you have a reasonable amount of money that you would pay before insurance will reimburse. You know, a five or $10,000 deductible is, much more considerable than a $100,000 surgery, if, if you can be real for a moment. But with chiropractic, what was happening was with small services, they still had large deductibles and patients weren't allowed to have certain numbers of visits. They just didn't consider it. And what I'm saying is this, the insurance companies got stricter and, and wanted us to do less care when patients need more care, but more thorough care. That's when we left and that's when things changed. That's when the practice got super fun and exciting because what we got to do from that point forward was focus on patients, focus on their needs and what would benefit them the most instead of, hey, call Blue Cross and see if that's approved. Hey, this, hey, that. And then they get denied and it's months of paperwork and there's no reimbursement and the patient gets care. but the doctor gets shorted and he's now losing money and revenue. Advanced chiropractic is a, is, a, is a fun environment. We have fun, we make it fun for patients. Essentially, I take care of the team and the team to me is the most important part of day to day. They're well compensated, we have benefits built in, we, we have the idea that they're excited to go to work to take care of you guys as patients and clients because this they don't have to be there they want to be there i don't have to be there i want to be there i get to go to work i get to adjust people that's the difference in mindset if i roll the tape back and i become an orthopedic surgeon i work for an insurance company that allows me to replace a joint allows me the permission to do this going to pay me a gob of money to buy a new car after every surgery probably but my quality of life the patient's quality of life was not there you see every monday morning i get to go to work and take care of people and improve their week every week every two weeks every three weeks every month every six months, however often they come in, when they leave our office, when they leave my office, my table, their body feels better, moves better, functions better, is better than when they walked in the door. The fact that I get to do that every single day, Monday through Friday and every first and third Saturday, puts a smile on my face. You see, chiropractic to me, coming full circle, has started something in my life. And now I get to gift that to other people. You know, that gift of an adjustment is the way I see it. You get something, I get something, we both win.
I get to know that I improved your quality of life. You get to move better, golf better, play tennis better, run better, exercise better, be a better dad, mom, pregnant mom, whatever your life circumstances are. That's the benefit of getting your spine checked, of getting your extremities checked, of coming into our office for a, a total body adjustment and getting everything looked at. To me, that is something that I'm going to never stop getting better at. My commitment to education is ongoing. You know, the idea is never stop learning, never stop getting better, never stop improving. And, you know, I really think a lot of that goes down to my childhood and, and, and back to the way that my, my parents and my grandparents raised me. It was, you can always be better. There's always something you can do better today than you did yesterday. And when I can't sleep on Sunday, it's because I wonder what can I do better on Monday than I did last week. You know, these podcasts are really my voice and my blueprint to my life and my experience and, and, and this podcast really emphasizes the the work and determination that goes into my day-to-day -day and, and my practice and essentially my business and my life. Hoping to be transparent allows you to see why I am the way I am and, and why I show up every single day the way that I do. When I show up to the table you know when I, I i'm super excited to see you it's because i genuinely want to see your life improve and i want to be a part of that and part of that journey i'm so thankful for each and every day for you guys and and, and for you spreading the the message and the word you know these podcasts have have brought people into my office have been uh you know conversation starters for family members and myself and friends and and patients and you know people all over the, the country and essentially the world because we're in six or seven countries now the idea is that having that conversation about what you can do every single day and, and, and how maybe the alternative route and chiropractic included in that route can just improve your decisions and choices so you can empower yourself and your family to do better to have a healthier immune system, to have a better quality of life, and to have better relationships, because that's really essentially what's most important. You know, with government mandates and world mandates and, and, and just mandates in general, they're not always there to improve your health. It's just to reduce the risk, reduce sickness, reduce. What about improving? What about excelling in your life? And if your immune system was like Michael Jordan was to basketball, you have no worries, and I'm telling you what, I think we should work every single day to improving our immune system from here until the day we die. doesn't matter what season, what virus, what bacteria, what cold, what flu. Work every day. Improve your health. Advance your health, as I would say, so that you can have a better assurance that tomorrow is going to be healthier. Listen, I love you guys. I really appreciate everything. Today's podcast was really about telling you my story and, and letting you know why I'm so passionate and fired up. So I, I hope this sheds some light on some areas. To be honest with you, uh, we're all a little crazy. I showed you my crazy today. So I think uh, now you understand a little more. Have an awesome day. And listen, 
send the message around and tell more people about Adventure Hour.